0: welcome to the joy of sunflowers podcast we release podcasts here in part and in full on the joy of sunflowers website the joy of sunflowers podcast is about sisterhood through infertility and pregnancy loss we cover a range of topics including fertility pregnancy after loss and so much more i speak with a range of people including wellness professionals medical experts and beautiful mamas The aim of this podcast is to bring you information and experiences that will validate and equip you for whatever season you find yourself in right now.
1: Hi Kendra, thank you so much for joining me on the Joy of Sunflowers. Please introduce yourself a little bit more.
2: Hi, I'm Kendra. I um, am the owner of Bravely She Blooms Wellness and um, I'll be speaking today about my experience through... Uh, my miscarriage and my pregnancy after miscarriage and um, the journey that led me through all of that. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Wonderful.
1: I love the name of your business, by the way. I think it's so beautiful.
2: Brave Um, was the word that I wanted to use. So.
1: Yeah, well, I mean it takes bravery doesn't it to like
2: continue
1: on this journey um especially after loss uh it's Mm -hmm. just yeah i mean i haven't actually gone through the infertility part myself like um like long term so i know that that's really hard too like i've spoken to a lot of women and oh that yes bravery is definitely definitely part of this journey um yeah the amount of people I've seen stick themselves with needles I don't I'm just I I'm in awe I'm in awe yeah I, do. I
2: can't a, <laughs> I did have to go into that but um I can't imagine doing yeah that. yeah yeah so yeah. you're with me like don't yeah. like needles <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> I would do it though
1: yes yeah I feel <laughs> I, I feel like you know if you if you had to do it you know you you'd find a way but i'm yes. really i'm really glad that i haven't had to do that cuz yeah so all of you women out there who has props to you
2: yeah um, that's amazing
1: <laughs> let's get stuck right in and get right at the beginning so okay. did you always know you wanted to have kids or was it something that
2: you sort of came to um I always knew I wanted kids. I didn't have a strong connection to wanting kids until I met my husband. Um, But I always had this feeling, this intuitive feeling that it would be a struggle. Maybe it was like my relationship to my body through puberty and I was on birth control. So I kind of always had this love-hate relationship with my menstrual cycle, with everything around it. So I always kind of knew there would be a struggle and I guess I was right. Um, but ultimately it was my husband who kept telling me he was ready. And that's when I got in the mindset of, okay, let's do this.
1: So, that's yeah. so awesome. Like usually, like, I mean, for me anyway, it was me going, I want a baby. I want babies. <laughs> and he's just like, calm down. Like uh-huh. we're 21. <laughs> I want babies too, but just like, give me a sec. You know, know.
2: that's, that's so he's started it. And then I don't know, a year or so later I was like, okay, I really want a baby. And then once, once we get that feeling, it doesn't go away and it doesn't stop. So he started it, but you know, it was me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, with, with my husband he was just like, Yes, I want them. I just don't know if it's the right time. And I'm like, there is no right time. And then we started asking like everyone we knew who had kids. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah there is no right time." <laughs> yeah. You just go in. You just do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> um so how did that sort of go? So you guys decided he, you he was like, you know, "Come on, let's do it." And you're just like, "Yeah, all right, you know." So how did
2: that go? Um, You know, when you start that journey, there's a lot of wonder and dreaminess. And so I didn't take it too seriously. Um, it was about a year into our marriage. I was 27, um, you know, so we decided it was time to start trying. And, you know, when you're newly doing that, that's like, oh, yeah, maybe let's just see. I didn't even know about ovulation. I didn't know that you couldn't get pregnant every day. I like, it was really bad. So, you know, we started trying, trying and, um, I had missed like three cycles and it wasn't abnormal because I took birth control for many years and I had gotten off of it a few years prior, but the way I was, uh, I wasn't really shown that you should like ease off of it and take care of your body. So I just stopped cold Turkey. And I think that really, you know, that grew into irregular cycles and that just catapulted all of my symptoms. So I went three months without a period. And so of course I knew maybe I should go to the doctor cause I'm not pregnant, see what's happening. And um, I had some blood work done. She tested my thyroid and um, she, discovered that I had low progesterone and an um, excess of or estrogen dominance. Um, and, you know, when you, when you're in the room and you're, I was by myself and I will forever tell women do not go alone when you're um, at any, you know, it's just good to have somebody there. Cause once she said like, she said low progesterone and then she said it could cause miscarriage. and after that, I was blank. I couldn't hear her. I was like, okay, this is scary and it's big. So, and she didn't really give me any guidance. She put me on progesterone to like, like, um, you know, balance out my cycle and it did make it consistent and it did help a lot. But from that, from there, I had to do all the research and the work to discover that your hormones are extremely correlated with your lifestyle, your stress, your diet, your movement. And so I, we tried for 16 months and in that 16 months, I like shifted my whole life. I learned what important sleep, like the quality of sleep, the amount of sleep, water, food, you name it, stress. I learned how to manage stress, um, which is, you know, it's, it's a lot to do. So I feel like I really shifted my whole life and um, at about 11 months of trying, we, I went to the doctor to kind of, I, I knew enough at that point. I knew like we've been trying for a while. Every doctor says after 12 months, yeah you know, come see us and then we can help, which is so frustrating. So I went and she kind of laughed at me and said, oh, just relax and forget about it. Keep trying. You're fine. Everything's fine. So I did. And six months later, it was 2020. So it was a pandemic. Um, You know, we were at home. And so my lifestyle hadn't been the greatest because we were at home for weeks and the world you know, wow. So um that's yeah. Um so it was July and um we were pregnant and um I think from the the minute it happened, like there was pain. Um now that I've had two pregnancies I can say that it was very painful from the start and um you know It was about four or five weeks when you're tracking everything, you know, really early when you're pregnant. So it was about four or five weeks that I had started um, spotting brown, you know, and that when you look that up on Google, that's not a good thing to look up. (laughs) Um, Google just not helpful, (laughs) you know, just save it for a professional or, you know, but I made an appointment and the spotting didn't get worse it didn't get better it just was there and i had been used to it through um i had breakthrough bleeding all the time on birth control my body just rejected it over time so i get to that first appointment where they were going to do the the heartbeat and everything to or not heartbeat but to see the sac and everything make sure it was okay and i had called it was probably four or five days where um they were i had said I'm bleeding, I'm spotting. And they were like, Oh, just don't worry, you might be really early, it might be whatever, whatever. So I had to just sit there and hope for the best. And um, five or six days later, get to my appointment. Um, You know, it was just really abnormal. She brings me in a room, and she's very pregnant. And you know, that's always looking back, that's That's always hard too, because that's a trigger. But um, she had a student in her room with her and um, I said, I've been spotting, I have taken progesterone before. This was a different doctor. And I said, "Um, would that help this problem? And she laughed at me and said, that's a Band-Aid. They both laughed at me. So, you know, I'm feeling vulnerable, feeling unsafe. I'm feeling scared. And, um, that was, it was there that she mentioned that this could be really early pregnancy, which the whole time, um, I knew how far along I was cause I tracked everything. So I wasn't that early, like early enough to not know if, you know, whatever they were trying to find, um, or she said it could be ectopic. So that was the first time I heard ectopic. Um, she didn't explain anything. She just literally left it at that and scheduled another appointment. So, um, I think, and I think it was like, I think it was that appointment. And then it was like three weeks that I had to wait. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. So, um, it's all kind of a blur, but I, um, I don't think the bleeding stopped. It didn't get worse, like I said, but the pain was insane. It, and it was all on one side. I could feel it. I don't think I slept for like five weeks because I in insomnia and fear. And it was just like this terrible, the most terrible dark night of the soul experience that I could have ever. It was like my body was kind of fighting this pregnancy because it just wasn't. I don't know. It w- it was the weirdest experience. So very painful in one spot. And finally, cause I had called repeatedly, leaks. i I'm still bleeding all this and I get there. Well, the morning that we were supposed to go, my husband, I'm like, you have to come with me. Cause I just had this feeling. Um, and I had started bleeding very heavily. And so, um, you know, trauma is something like it keeps you very numb. So you kind of don't know what's happening as it's happening. So I started bleeding really heavily. We go to the doctor, um, we go in to see to the sac. the, I think they were looking maybe for a heartbeat. Um, but she had to do a, a vaginal probe because they couldn't see anything over the belly. Um, and they did that for literally 25 minutes and it was so painful and it was just the environment was just so, um, cold and uncompassionate and, um, I'm hysterical, you know, like they're sitting there searching for something that they can't find and they keep saying, Oh, that might be a mass, That might be a cyst. that might like just really unfiltered words. <laughs> Um, And so they, after this probing, they literally walk out for, I don't even, I felt like forever, it was probably 10 minutes and we're sitting there, I'm hysterical, my husband is like white as paper in the corner and they come back, there's four of them, doctors, nurses, and um, one, I'll never forget, one nurse was like, why is she crying? And the whole room just looked at her like, just so insensitive and just lack of compassion beyond belief Um, and in that room there was a doctor that told me there isn't a viable pregnancy and I didn't hear it because I'm in shock, I'm devastated um, you know, scared so we left there feeling like, okay um, we still don't know anything they didn't really help us So it was the most traumatic hospital experience I've ever had. And um, we got home and um, I miscarried at home comfortably at home, not comfortably, but um, I started contracting, which was very comparable to my labor and birth with my son. Um, And I miscarried at home. and it's such a bittersweet thing because, like, if you look up ectopic pregnancy, you literally could lose a fallopian tube. You could lose your chances of conceiving go down by so much. You know, so much. Um, to treat it, they use chemotherapy drugs, and you could die. So it was like, I I had the best possible miscarriage and there's some relief but it's the worst thing i've ever experienced in my life so like there's so many factors there and it you know that it's so hard to process and just you know absolute shock and numb for sure and it and it's it's
1: kind of it's i know i understand the weirdness of like saying oh i had the best like kind of miscarriage like <laughs> cuz my my second miscarriage was really quick like mm-hmm. yeah you know, again it sounds really terrible but you mm-hmm. know i i found out i was pregnant about a week later i started bleeding and then mm-hmm. you know that was sort of it like it just kind of cleared out and and that was it
2: um so that was like great the best miscarriage i know <laughs> it's, <And> it's so <laughs> psychologically like i'm like what am i saying but like it's better than surgery yeah well you
1: know know, or or like having having to wait like two months to to pass it which is what my first one was so mine was probably
2: three and a half weeks of I knew because my symptoms were stopping I knew I just I just knew that it was um ending and so yeah it was probably three weeks and a lot of people don't understand that miscarriage it can last like my miscarriage last the bleeding the shedding The I mean that was a good while too you know the cramping and the yeah yeah yeah
1: I mean I think my bleeding for my first one was like a month Uh like really crazy I was like honey I'm still bleeding like he's like are Uh you over this yet I'm like I'm like literally still bleeding and he was like so no and I'm like no <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a whole nother story bless him um he's yeah. done really well like he's he's been really supportive but that that doesn't sound very supportive but you know um in there they have moments but um no it's it's so surreal isn't it like and and the way that they don't give you anything to go off like they're like oh yeah we'll just go home and you're mm-hmm. like oh okay
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and then I know you said don't google but like what are we supposed to do
2: like all you can do is google well and when you have nothing else it's like well what am I supposed to do I'm torturing it my friends that were older than me and have children they're like they tortured you for like a month and a half they could have helped you so much more you know so yeah google was all I had really (laughs) And it's it's
1: sad, like a lot of us, like Google becomes our best friend while we're going through this. Um, you know, I, I mean I've had I've heard some pretty horrific things like where like they call the doctor and the doctor's like, Oh yeah, we'll get back to you and then they don't get back to them for like over five hours and they're bleeding a lot, like they're freaking out. And then mm-hmm. like the next day or the day after, and they're like, So are you gonna do something? Like <laughs> you know.
2: Mm-hmm. So oh,
1: yeah and if we don't laugh about it we'll cry because it's just so shockingly
2: horrifying yeah and like i've i'm always saying to other women like trauma is who knows how you're going to handle it as it comes out and if you laugh if you cry if you're angry like just roll with the emotion because you can't change it by any means
1: no no yeah but you know i mean I mean you said it was a good miscarriage so um <laughs> how uh how did it play out in terms of like your mindset and kind of got like going through the bleeding and everything because I know that that can be so hard because obviously you're waking up every day and you're just it's just constant what you know you're wiping it and it's just
2: yeah that reminder um, yes so I think physically you know, it's happening, very painful, everything. But mentally, that's where I was really, really suffering. Um, I work with the public, so therefore I see new people about every hour. I only took one day off, because that's all I felt like I was like, that was acceptable. So um, I I went back to work way too soon. And every hour people are asking me, do you have kids? Do you want kids? So therefore I'm reliving my trauma literally every hour. Um, And I just got really good at lying and sent, I would sway them a different way. But as like, as much as it was really, really hard and painful and terrible and um, torturous to have to do that every day, I felt like I had a purpose, like, this is happening to me for a reason. And I kind of had a spiritual awakening and really leaned into something bigger than myself because that's all I had. Cause, um, I didn't have a lot of support. You know, your husband can only extend so much compassion and like, until it's like, I don't, I can't, you know what I mean? And so I was very isolated and, um, I didn't have a lot of friends that were reaching out or they kind of actually went the other way and disowned me because they didn't know how to talk to me. So that was another layer in why I'm, I've shifted into this kind of work. But um, mentally, I knew that that wasn't the end. I knew that I wanted to process through the emotions before I felt like I could do it again. Because the second time around it's much different you lose all that wonder all that happy free spirit you know it's it's hard you know um so i feel like i actually just grew, leaned into god way more than i ever had and um, trusted that this was a purpose i am here to teach and help and coach others so um Yeah, I found a new doctor and um, she actually, I had missed periods. I thought it was because of stress because that's kind of like my rhythm if I'm stressed out on this period. And she tested me. I told her all of my symptoms. She tested me. And this was like four, five months after my miscarriage. And she actually told me that I had PCOS.
0: I really hope you enjoyed the first part of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit thejoyofsunflowers.com. Please note that all speakers, including experts and professionals, express information, views and opinions that should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical conditions. If you have a medical issue, please consult a qualified professional. Speakers voice their own views, opinions and conclusions, and they may not reflect the views, opinions and conclusions of other speakers. Ella Rose, The Joy of Sunflowers and its sponsors may not endorse all or any of the views, opinions or Conclusions expressed.